Welcome to Merrickville. Great to have your company, Sydney. Welcome to the show and welcome back to the studio. It's comedian Cam Knight. Great to be, be, be here again. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's good. A little bit of a stumble. <laughs> I had okay. a stumble. And you can in. tell I've, I've been a bit dry. I haven't come in here often enough. You thought you were off the grog. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to get back on it. <laughs> Great to be here. Are you, so are, you, are you doing Blind July? <laughs> that sounds way more fun. Oh, I've been doing Blind Actually, July. Yeah. It's been, it's You'd been have good. heaps of mates during July. Is everyone doing Dry July? Yeah, I just drive them around. Yeah. yeah, just become a free Uber for everybody. Nobody star rates me, though. It's bollocks. But do you have any friends who are doing Dry July? I don't have moment? any friends, no. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm here. I don't think I know a single person doing Dry July. No, which, nobody. It just speaks volumes about the type of people. I like to keep company yeah, with. Uh, lots on the show, guys. I'll get to lots of it a bit later on. We will be speaking to Rob Sitch, great comedian, terrific bloke ahead of the new season of Utopia on ABC tonight. But up next, we're going to do Hurt Locker. We're going to do a very, very special edition today of Hurt Locker. Hold the intro just yet, Liam. Not excited just yet. This is based, normally we just do it randomly, Cam, as you know. Yeah. Right? We get a yep. wheel, yep. Uh, a chocolate wheel, we spin it around. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a cake. Oh, the one I wanted to see, it hasn't come up yet, is cake. <laughs> because I always thought there was a, s- a second word missing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cake hole. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, it hasn't come up yet. But we've, okay. had f- we've had fruit, we've had all sorts of these toys. Yep. Uh, but when, sometimes we, from time to time, we'll select one. Today we've selected one because... Uh, 11-time world champion, Kelly Slater, mm. uh, he's a, obviously a surfer. He's busted his foot really badly. He's broken it, uh, two of the metatarsals, um, surfing in uh, J-Bay in South Africa. Yeah. Now, as we all know, like, I mean, if you haven't been attacked by a great white shark, it's not really a big deal, mate. <laughs> I mean, Mick Fanning, he punched a punched shark, a shark in, the in, the in the face. And it didn't break his hand at all. No. Did you, know? you see... Uh, it's like, what of it? Julian Wilson, who was obviously famously in the water with Mick Fanning when the shark popped out. He was serving another heat and another shark popped up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah they popped up. Wanted to have a go. They just <laughs> evacuated the heat again. Okay, wow. I'm going to chuck out an idea here. Yeah. Maybe surf where the sharks aren't. Yeah, I well, that's, I think I um, Kelly Slater has designed a surf pool for that very reason. <laughs> just, yeah. Here's another thing. Uh, this is where he hurt himself. So in yeah. J-Bay, there's yeah. like a barrel there. And it's called Boneyards. Okay, well, this so, is, I mean, <laughs> that makes sense. But seriously, are you, all you surfers, are you that stupid? Yeah. Like, I mean, when there's a warning on something, I usually yeah. just adhere to the warning, you know? <laughs> Like, I mean, it, it, Don't go, yeah, no worries. Short of that, like the only worst place I can imagine if they go surfing in a place called Degloving Your Nuts Bay, right? If that's, don't go surfing oh, there. But there's some sick barrels at Degloving the Nuts Bay, bro. We've got to get in them. Look at them. Uh, Peel them. No, it's good Lebanese surfer. I like I was, that. I don't know what I was doing there. <laughs> no, I was trying to be an Australian surfer and racist. then it got racist. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, I apologise. I don't know what you've was happening. Just, you've just gone, hang on a second, surfing. And then you're thinking, is the Habib on tonight? It wasn't as you describing it's, it's a Nissan Skyline or a beach break. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, he's broken uh, He's broken a couple of uh, bones in his feet. He's uh, menstrual yeah. bone. Uh, Metatarsal. He's <laughs> <laughs> what? He's... <laughs> <laughs> I did not know wow. Kelly Slater had a menstrual bone. It's a oh, menstrual wow. bone. It's in the foot. That's He's why we don't, we don't feel it that often. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to okay. stop now because I was going to talk about a bone that we struggle <laughs> to find. Yeah. It's called the cl- okay, so this, the clavicle is what I was going to say. Mm. Uh, the He bent his foot back. And this is what he said. And I quote, he goes, 
Have you ever folded your entire foot backwards? Because that's what happened. He snapped his foot, Cam, and yeah. it just went back. Blomp. Like in a cartoon, yeah. it went the wrong way. Folded. It folded his foot over. Now, there is, like I've seen injuries and I've sustained a few. I've had lots of bo- broken bones, but mm. I have never had the fold back. And a mate of mine, he once folded his thumb right back on itself, like back along yeah. the wrist. Like, yeah, that makes me feel sick when I see people like that, double-jointed people. He, no, he, no he, put, he dislocated Oh, it. he did it accidentally. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, he dislocated it, and it went back along his hand like that, and he <laughs> just looked at me like one of those soldiers you see in a movie who's holding their own arm with their other hand going, <laughs> what, is this not attached anymore? <laughs> he was looking like that. And I just said to him, I said, I'm going to put it back in a place on the count of three, and I went, one, t- bang. And I put it back into place. Smart. And I didn't do a very good job of it. And he's got hand issues now. But the the thing is, there's nothing weirder than when you see a limb or a finger or anything out of place. Yeah, it's something like a horror movie. Are you familiar with the game at school, uh, Hot Potato? Do you remember that game when you're at school? Like you'd kick the ball and as soon as somebody marked it, this is like a footy, mm. it was a hot potato. You had to get rid of it really quickly. This is a game yeah, that yeah, we played, but yeah, we combined it, it with a bit of British Bulldog. So if the yeah, person yeah. had it for too long, you got it was bashed. To- well, you just got stacks on yeah, and it was just full stacks on. And one time this guy, we were in year 10 and it was a full stacks on and I was the last one to run in and jump and I launched, landed on top of the stack and you just hear a crack oh no and this guy screams and uh and then he comes out and his his arm is just bent like that just in a right angle and flopping around and part of me was like yes and then the other part of me wanted to vomit and then but he did the spewing for us Like he just spewed everywhere. It's so funny how they go green. Because what I love is I've seen it in, in footy as well. I saw a bloke called Jerome bust his leg and, yeah. it, and it went, it twisted around. So his foot was it's kind of moving the other way. Not, not massively, but it was on the wrong angle. Yeah. And I looked and he's, he's the confusion face of, what's my leg pointing <laughs> It doesn't feel right. <laughs> and all of a sudden they go, oh, it's an horrific break. It's like, it's like when you wake up at night and your whole arm's numb and you're kind of like, it should be working, but yeah. it's not working. And, and, What's wrong with it? Why is she still thinking, oh my God, the office Christmas party's just gone. <laughs> it's <weird."> gone hectic. <laughs> have, you, have you personally ever made a part of you go the wrong way? Not on purpose. Like I would never no. do it on Yeah, but I was riding along uh, when I was down in, um, when I was younger in my 20s, I was riding my bike and some backpackers turned a panel van into me without indicating and I went over the bonnet and I cut all my whole forearm up on their on their rear vision mirror but went over the bonnet then landed and my whole my whole arm just twisted out oh, and just like oh, I, shoulder I completely dislocated my shoulder oh. and tore my whole rotor, rotator cuff so it was ruined. I couldn't punch them. <laughs> like I couldn't, you know, I couldn't but attack you, them. I was too busy worrying about myself. Hang on a second. You got hit by a, a group of backpackers. Yes. You're flying through the air yes. and you didn't get caught in their dream weaver. <laughs> <laughs> the dream catching. Yeah. There's no, there was no dreams. No, was, my hopes and dreams went and shattered as I hit like that paper. They didn't get in the dream catching. They came <laughs> over and they just burnt some sage around me. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's and been fine ever since. Yeah. One triple three five three. We're doing this. Give us something for the pain. Ouch. My sister wanted the scissors, so she came up and grabbed them. And I snatched them back, and then she stabbed me in the eye with them. Oh. Everybody hurts. Welcome to Merrickville's Hurt Locker. Somebody Today, very specific. Give us a story 
about when you've had a part of you go the wrong way. Oh. When a part of you has been made <laughs> to go to a wrong way. And on my shit, I actually wrote down, wrong way, go back. You know what we're <laughs> going to get, though? Just a bunch of blokes that have done some self-harm. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not talking about experimenting. We're not talking about I some don't know about this one. time experimenting. Not that. <laughs> Ouch, baby. Jumping up and down, trying to practice my somersaults and landed on the springs. And I've got my cat's crackers caught in between the springs. Everybody hurts. Welcome to Merrickville's Hurt Locker. Today, very specifically, we're talking about when you made a part of you go the wrong way. Wrong way, go back. Kelly Slater snapped his foot and it has literally gone back on itself. Now, here's one of the few occasions where we think to ourselves here at the show... Uh, okay, maybe, maybe today's the day we don't get a nut injury. <laughs> There's got to be one. There's got to be one. But there will be one. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you fold it, but I don't want to, I don't want to know. How does something round go back on itself? I don't know. You tell us. Let's see. You're going to have to flatten it first. <laughs> Andy in Balmain. Hello, mate. Hey, g'day, guys. G'day, mate. All right. How have you made a part of you go the wrong way? Well, it helps if you put a combi into a telegraph pole first. Ooh, Ooh on okay. The driver's, on the driver's side, not wearing any shoes, and uh, my big toe and, well, toes were um, bent up against my shin. Ooh. Oh, oh that's... Oh. His whole foot went up. But <laughs> I didn't break my foot but I broke my femur into three pieces. Wow. So you broke the femur, which allowed the, the, the toe to fold bend. up to... Oh. The bend to occur. Did well, you, I was still oh. sitting in the, the driver's seat, but the, the whole bottom of the, uh, the, the, or the floor pan and the uh, accelerator pedal pushed my foot right up against the machine. Right. And, and hang on a second. And you're, you're in a combi van, you said. Mm, so I think we combi. figured out who ran over Cam. It was you, mate. Where was yeah, your dream you catcher? Got your karma. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you hippie. <laughs> All right, let's get to Lee in Glebe. Hello. Hey, guys. Great show. Oh, thanks, mate. Excellent. Cheers. Catch you later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, have you bent something the wrong way? No, not me, but a, a bloke I used to work for, um, thank God it wasn't me. He, um, every time he went up a ladder, he used to get one of us to go behind him in case his knee collapsed. Right. And I said, what happened? And he said, oh, I was a young bloke and uh, on the weekend and some mate said, come down for a kickabout, you know, a game of soccer. And he didn't want to go and they forced him into it. So he went along and, um, you know, when the, the ball's sort of there and you and the opposition are sort of running at it at the same time and it's a... Like, who's going to get there first? So you give it your absolute best. Yeah, an Italian and, uh, standoff, I think they call it. It's like a Mexican standoff. <laughs> <laughs> so he did, and he gave it his best, but didn't realise that it was a cricket pitch in the middle of the field. <gasps> and he kicked it, and when he was uh, six foot in the air, he looked at, looked down and said that his foot was pointing completely the wrong way, oh. then, landed, then landed on it, and... Um, yeah, so from then on in, we had to uh, sort of support his ass 
up the ladder went on our shoulder every time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Lee, that's the story that's he, he told you. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just wants to be chaperoned like a king. He's some emperor. How could I sit on Lee's shoulders? <laughs> I know. I'll make up an elaborate soccer story. <laughs> this ladder is not as comfy as Lee. <laughs> that's it. Oh. How do I get Lee underneath? Me? <laughs> I'll use a soccer story. <laughs> Joined this afternoon by Cam Knight. I am here. I am here and soon to be on the road again, my friend. Back on the road, yeah. touring again. Yep, yep, yep. Doing stand up gigs in Sydney. Sydney Comedy Festival do this showcase tour all around Australia, and uh, they've done it for the last four years or so. And so they take a lot of it regional. Um, for instance, we just did like Camden. Which is the home of Steve <laughs> uh, Steve uh, Bradbury, mm-hmm. who the one I love the, who you shouldn't. T- I love how you just called Camden regional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's sort of regional. That is so uh, funny. Oh, they that do internal so Sydney funny. as well. Like we did Hurstbury, Hurstville, and Reevesby, and Rudy Hill RSL the other day as yes. well. Yeah, but we're going up to regional. like Toowoomba and Tweed Heads like, this week. Wow, so that's regional. Do you, do you live in the eastern suburbs? <laughs> yes, yes, I <laughs> didn't. Jesus referred to like what I would just call regular suburbs. Well, there's farmland out there. It got Camden. I went. That's quite funny. Yeah, and you say went, it's. Oh, I'm, joking. I'm serious. You, you say it's farmland. No, they're just people with backyards. Oh, mate. that's yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Well, this is the thing about Camden, I reckon. Like it's you know because it's it's you know practically Camden. So you know in the greater vicinity there, you get to a point where there is. It's like I find there is almost, and people might agree or disagree with this. There's almost like a switch of almost snobbery. It gets a little bit, it gets a little bit Camden. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't goes, know that. It goes from being Camden, yeah, to being a little bit Camden, Camden, yeah, yeah, Camden. yeah. There's right. A, there's an agricultural elite there. Is right? there? Yeah. And they've got an Olympic gold medalist, you know, to yeah. their name. He, he's not one of them. He doesn't live there. <laughs> he's not one of them. I know. Have you seen his hair? No, he's not part of the agricultural totally. elite. That's right. Rob Hurst from the drummer from Midnight Oil's from there as well. I Google places before I go to them just to get a bit of a sense of the joint. <laughs> just I always do it just to see if I can say something. Then why don't you just Google their proximity to Sydney? <laughs> I probably <laughs> should. Stop calling them regional. <laughs> Sense. <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Mark Boris. Every single day in Australia, people are busting their guts in starting and running their own businesses. It's a big deal. 60% of Australians are hired by small to medium-sized business owners. These guys are doing their bit, buying stock, hiring people, and paying their taxes. So what is it like to start your own business? How do you go from just running a business on the side after work to owning something much bigger? How do you make it your future? Join me on The Mentor, a weekly show on Podcast One where I speak to Aussie business owners who are working through just that. I find out what makes them tick, I help them work out their next steps for their growth and for their future. The Mentor with Mark Burris. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. What's been going on in your world, Cam? Mate, I was at, on the weekend I was just out with the kids at the park and we got a text from another couple of friends of ours who were going to come and join us, but they decided to go down to Maroubra. And they're in a park there and they witnessed something quite, quite interesting. Um, you know, normal, normal behaviour between two young boys. You know, they get a bit rough and one boy went over and pushed this other boy over. And the boy got a bit upset. And then the nana of the kid who got pushed over went over to the pusher and open palmed him in the face. 
just bitch slapped. slapped him. Yeah, bitch slapped him. They call it a nana slap when yeah. it's done by a pensioner. So this is like a bra boy nana, like a nana bra, right? <laughs> just went over. <laughs> I've seen a couple of nana bras. You know that when you disappoint, you go, God, she's a good looking. Oh, God, why are you wearing that? That's going to be light. No, she just, she hit him in the face. <laughs> yep. And then the mum of the kid who just got hit walked over to the nan and rather than, you know, lead by a better example, just hit the nana. Oh. So, so punched a nan. Punched the, the nan? Punched, or hit Punch? the nan. Slapped her. Slapped her in the face. In the face? Yes. And then they just started screaming at each other and then the, the mother walked off and the nan went over to our friend and tried to seek solace. From so us or start a gang. It's <laughs> <laughs> not just recruiting. It's <laughs> 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 in Marooba. Yeah. I reckon we could do a lot of them. One in. And you go, oh, no, we just need to enjoy the park. <laughs> it's just what I just want to have fun on the swing. But uh, you, you say this, like, if you had said, I went to a park and you told me this story, I would have been like, oh, yeah. God, that's a bit shocking. But you accidentally set it up with the premise of saying, this happened in Maroubra. In Maroubra, yeah. Right? But like, if you'd said that to, like, anywhere else, I would have been like, oh, this is un- oh, <laughs> unacceptable behavior. Exactly. Yeah, totally. At the end of it, we would have been like, oh, Maroubra. <laughs> They've got bouncers at the, at the McDonald's but, now. So, yeah. <laughs> the McDonald's kids playground. <laughs> Just in case. All the nanas rocking with my nana's keeper <laughs> <right>. tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the thing is, the nanas in, uh, of course, in Maruba, they have that tattoo. But because they're oh. nanas, it sags. It's actually over their knees a little bit. You know, it's, like it's really low. And it says, my brother. And then just, it's gone. Like, oh. <laughs> One leg's had a stroke. Yeah. Stroke your leg. <laughs> Tonight at 9 o'clock on the ABC, the season return of one of my favourite television shows, Utopia, and joining us from Utopia, not only the director, but also one of the stars, Rob Sitch. Great to have you back in the studios, Rob. Lovely to speak to you, Merrick, and I'm just thinking of everyone under the age of 18 going, hang on, what, I have to sit in front of a television? (laughs) At nine o'clock? What? It's, I can't I illegally download it now using my VPN? Yeah, you know, you, the, the ABC actually needs to um, put out a press release saying that iView <laughs> is illegal streaming. And, <laughs> and then as soon as they do that, watch the iView numbers just go through the roof. If they tell them well, they can we, do it, uh, they won't be interested. We've, it's a bit different, this series. We've added a sort of a ninja obstacle course uh, <laughs> at, at late notice. <laughs> Mate, the, for people who might not be familiar with it, Utopia is based around uh, a, the Nation Building Authority, which is you know a government organisation responsible for overseeing you know major infrastructure projects. And, and there is so much room there for comedy, Rob, as we've seen in the last two seasons. But it just seems like right now the jokes or the scripts are right. They're writing themselves. <laughs> It's actually like you've written stuff and the government has found your scripts and gone, okay, let's open up the Snowy River Mountain Project again. <laughs> we actually were going to do an episode on the Snowy then drag it in and and um, and we thought, oh, it got too far-fetched for us. And then I wake up, we went not even finished the series and Turnbull's at the Tummet Dam or whatever it's called, um, announcing 2.0. But the funny thing was to use that plan, they actually have to use coal... Um, fired power yeah, to, then, to, <laughs> to then pump the water up in order to produce hydroelectricity. <laughs> now, that's too good for us. I, I'm out. <laughs> oh, it's good. Look, there, it, is, it does seem like it's writing itself. There's a lot of infrastructure projects uh, currently, you know, here in Sydney. Oh, mate, we, Sydney's we, ground zero. We, we can't build enough tunnels. We don't even know. Where <laughs> we're not even entirely sure where they're going, but God, we're excited about the fact that there's some tunnels there that are underneath oh, roads always, we're currently using. It, Whenever I hear the word a toll, the phrase toll added, 
Um, I heard, didn't I hear this morning that they're thinking of adding a toll both ways on the bridge? Yes. To, to fund a tunnel? Yes. That's going to go well. Yeah. But the, the other <laughs> <laughs> the thing that, that, that amazes me is, God, tunneling's expensive. Mm. You know, can't we sort of, it's, it's, it's anything we can't outsource to China is getting really, really expensive. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the other thing too is that it's not just uh, the fact that we're building tunnels. It's the fact that now we've got to interconnect all of these tunnels in Sydney and we're not entirely sure how to get from one tunnel to another. We've, all, <laughs> we've already got this problem where they built uh, a tunnel here, Rob, the Cross City Tunnel. It crosses the city and then it was meant to link up with the Eastern Distributor. And then they found it was a little bit tricky on the merge and they went... <laughs> Oh, we never planned the merge. <laughs> no, you don't plan merges. <laughs> oh, That's a separate department. No, also tonight we will see uh, on Utopia uh, a friend of mine who's going to be on the show, uh, uh, I think uh, either later this week or next week, Dura, Joe Singer. He's, going to, he's, a, he's, right. a, he's a newly um, minted cast member. He sure is. Is Dilruk is interesting because um, Luke McGregor, who who played that effectively, who occupied that desk in the first two series, sort of went off on his global stand-up tour, and mm-hmm. so he said, "Oh, that's all right," because there's turnover in real offices, and so what better way to replace a redheaded Scot with a uh, a Sri Lankan immigrant? Yeah. yeah, sign of the times. Hey, just quickly though, on things of, of the government stealing it, we remember there was an episode we did together of the Hollow Man. Mm-hmm. And it was, we ended up with a super, it was actually called the Australian Homeland Security Agency, mm. a super duper agency. Mm. And it was called, you remember it was called Pamansapar or something? Yeah. <laughs> remember the acronym? It was Pamansapar. <laughs> bloody hell. Dutton and Turnbull. They've bloody <laughs> stolen episode nine of the series. Of <laughs> It used to be well. The thing about the Hollow Man is it was funny because it was ridiculous, and now we're looking back and going, "Oh, it's not not ridiculous anymore." (laughs) Remember that we came. We remember we had to sit down and come up with my stupid acronym. It was called Pamansapar or something like that. Yeah. What I'm worried about too, Rob, is the way the government is currently acting. Is next year will we see Malcolm Turnbull, Tony Abbott, and a few other federally elected members? putting on a show for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival because, I mean, we used to be going into their territory. I think think that would sell tickets. That's how you fund the tunnels. I'm serious that I reckon that there's an advisor up there that's that's not telling somebody that they got it off a TV show (laughs) and they think it's a documentary. No, it's not a documentary. It was a joke. (laughs) But you know, it's going to happen. I I look forward to next year when we see Malcolm Turnbull, uh, after, of course, he's been deposed as Prime Minister, uh, taking up the role uh, in the comedy festival of doing the Lawrence Mooney tribute show. Hey, I tell you this, I love all this. We've got ASIS and ASIO and security and anti-terrorism, and none of them knew that the balance of power in our Senate was being held by foreign nationals. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we can sleep safe at night. It's great. Rob Utopia Season 3 returns at 9pm on the ABC or you can catch it on iView. Rob Sitch, always a pleasure, mate. Hey, Merrick. Lovely to speak to you. Take care, mate. Thank you. Joined this afternoon by Lawrence Mooney. Great to have you back, Loz. Great to be back. Mate, I've got an incredible story just to kick off this hour with. Really? Uh, yeah, a couple missing in the Swiss Alps has been found after they went missing 75 years ago in oh, the Alps. That is terrific news. Finally, where have they been and what have they been up to? I mean, 75 years. That is that is great news. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're dead. That is not as great they're, as it was before. They were found <laughs> crushed under a glacier. Oh. 
Oh. They found their shrinking, crushed corpses almost perfectly preserved in the ice of a glacier in what? the Swiss Alps 75 their, years later. Their, their family should have called in the last hour. What made your limbs go the <laughs> wrong way? A glacier? <laughs> a glacier. We've got oh. Marcelin and Francine Dumillon. Uh, so this oh. is their name. Marcelin and Francine uh, Dumillon, uh, yeah. the parents of seven children, had gone to feed their cattle in mm. a meadow in the uh, in the, the canton, so in the region in um, the Swiss Alps, uh, on August 15, 1942, and they were never seen again. Now, why have they just turned up 75 years later? Is this global warming? 100%. That, right. 100%. So, because you show me the photo now, and um, you say they went to feed the cattle, but there are boots wrapped around skulls. It looks like they it's were not just... Good. It, that looks like they were partying. Oh. They, well, there's a. You when, can actually see. To, legitimately, does. you're right. There is a. There's a glass bottle in the photo. There's right? a bottle. There's a bottle there. And there's boots and stuff like that. And like there's her a, legs a boot are, look next like they're to wrapped. A skull. Yeah. And there's clothing ripped. I mean, it was going off out there. That was nuts. But I suppose if you've got seven children, you've got to get out of the house. I was oh. like, we're just going to feed the cattle now. A little yeah. bit of your lady. We're just going for. Papa, Mama, are you going for glacier root? No. <laughs> no, just get, no, we're going, no. We're just going to go and uh, check on the cattle. Feed the cattle. What do you mean? Are you going for glacier root? No. Feed the cattle. I tell you. Feed the cattle. Please, Sven, stop saying glacier root. It's very wrong and naughty. Now fix your cuckoo clock. And <laughs> Greta, yeah. drill some holes in the cheese. Greta, you have some chocolate. You get some chocolate. You get hot some chocolate. Yes. Your father and I, we're just going to go up to the top of this glacier with a bottle of wine and a box full of dingers, and we are just going to see whether or not we can not they're make any more children. We're going to skin up a fatty and uh, just get off chops. <laughs> we've got seven children and not some peace and quiet now. Sweets. Swiss, your, your mother and I are just going to go to the top of this very innocuous glacier where your mother has procured a, a, a new form of ecstasy. We are going to, t- we are going to try I'm going to put on this French tickler and we're going to enjoy ourselves. Now, Barry, you open a, a bank account. And that's all I know about Switzerland. Barry. <laughs> Okay. Please eat some more chocolate. Stop asking your parents awkward questions. <laughs> <laughs> just sit down. We'll be back in just a moment. Or, we'll be back in 75 qu- years. <laughs> we'll be back in approximately <laughs> one hour or three quarters of a century. One or two. You relax. Yeah. You know what's happening here. <laughs> Classic oh. case of hate the children so much they ended themselves. Mm. And the kids, a classic case. The kids. But it's, a, it's a date night gone wrong, hasn't it? So <laughs> you've, gone to, you've gone out to feed the cattle, in inverted commas, yeah, yeah. and feed it's the gone pear shaped. Yeah. Well, here's, that's the thing is that that's kind of like the plural version because we know you know feed the cattle mm-hmm. is a euphemism, right, for obviously yeah. glacial glacial work because we know that feed the chickens. We know what that means, right? So yeah, you feed the chickens, own. then you've got feed the cows. Mm. Now, what's happened, you can only imagine, this is what's actually happened to this couple, uh, Marcelin and Francine. They, they've lost their footing, haven't they? Yeah, they've fallen, they, they were walking over a glacier and they've fallen into a crevasse 
and they froze to death, but not before she nagged him to death. She died of extremity. She died from being extremely cold and trapped, and, 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 but he died of nagging. So she nagged him to death. There's actually DNA evidence to prove right. that she literally chewed his ear off saying, if you have to go well, to the top of the, the mountain for this sex. Yeah, if I don't, you just uh, do a little bit of reverse cowgirl here. <laughs> well, I'm feeding the cattle, I just thought. That's right then. I think Whitey's about to take me off air. There's going to be another review. But it's, you know, it's obviously hasn't. But it's <laughs> ask you to put your legs behind your ears, but you've clearly done that in the fall. <laughs> okay, Lawrence, that's probably this Swiss couple is probably experienced the, the worst. Audience. That's probably the worst couple experience. That's a have you. I would say there's a worst. There's that, that is a bad couple experience. Not as bad as the worst couple experience I've ever had. Really? Which was oh, hypnotic birthing workshop. Oh. A whole weekend. A what? A hypnotic, a hypnosis. So you get hypnotized. Yeah. yeah. So you get through the pain through hypnosis. Mm. We did a whole weekend, the Saturday and the Sunday, an hour in the hospital, epidural. That is a weekend wasted, my friends. <laughs> I said, get the epidural away from her. We're hypnotizing her. I've, so, I've wasted a weekend on this. So hang on, you did you go away for a weekend? No, for, it was for we had to go into the city, into a room, sit in beanbags, bunch of other people, other people, mm. annoying other people, mm. asking a lot of questions. Oh, oh so many questions, <laughs> so many questions, and the birthing video from France. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Uh, oh. She was a very natural woman in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like the last stand of the Kelly gang, I tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that she she oh, was no. wearing a tin hat. Oh, <laughs> no, she... <laughs> she had a massive beard. <laughs> There's a lot of troopers. There's a lot of gunfire. I was going to say, the Kelly gang, because you've got the armpits as well. It's like Dan. It's Dan. There's Dan in there. Okay. What are we talking about Seriously, again? the pub was on fire. The whole thing was going down. What were we talking about? The beauty of childbirth? No, we're talking about the worst weekend or yeah. worst couple experiences. One triple three five three. Give us a call. A hypno-birthing weekend. Jesus. Genuinely, what's the worst experience you've shared as a couple, right, with your, your husband or your wife or your partner, whatever, when you've been away or you've done something, like something you've shared together, you've gone, this is an experience that we're going to have together. This is a, this is our little experience yeah. here. And Beautiful. then it has just gone glacial. Like, oh, <laughs> totally just, glacial. You're, before you know it. you're in a crevasse. Your oh. leg is just going backwards up your back. Oh, it's just, it's, it's my chocolate. Stuff is not Daddy. good. <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. The next billion seconds are the most important in human history as technology transforms the way we live and work. The smartphone, barely a decade old, has given billions access to information and capacities they've never had before. It's changing what we can do, and it's changing the shape of the future. So what does that future look like? Hi, I'm Mark Pesci, the host of The Next Billion Seconds, a new show on Podcast One. 
Join me as I speak to some of the brightest minds shaping that world. The people who are spending their lives forming that future. We'll hear about their work in helping shape those next billion seconds. Listen at podcastone.com.au or on the Podcast One app. The show's already got off to a weird start, but I think we all expected that. We're talking about um, a missing couple who went missing mm. 75 years ago in the Swiss Alps, um, Marcelin and Francine. They were the parents of seven Yo children. They went to go and do that. <laughs> Apparently, um, as it's Swiss tradition, she wanted to go to the top of a mountain and blow an extremely large horn. And, um, <laughs> and he wanted to punch some holes in some cheese. <laughs> That so is. we're asking, what's the worst experience you shared as a couple? Uh, because so, Merrick's gone, I... Lawrence is about to. I've already had two warnings this week. I'm not even kidding. I got in trouble today. No, that is that is culturally sensitive to the Swiss people, but they love to blow massive horns. I'll tell you what, it's mountains. not. It's many things. It's not that, Lawrence. Uh, Nathan from Chippendale, what's the worst experience you shared as a couple? Mate, it's not, hey boys, it's not oh, me per se. I'm an embo, and I, a while ago I took this uh, young couple to hospital. One of them, uh, well, it was their first date night out after having a having a child. She said she didn't even want to go out. He talked her into going out. They uh, got on the cocktails. He talked her into giving her a piggyback. He lost mm. his balance and dropped her, and she fell forward and knocked all her top teeth out. Oh! oh. <laughs> oh. She oh. Yeah, she was not impressed at all. But just speaking of glaciers melting, do you guys remember a few years ago in Russia, a guy got done, like a, he, uh, he owned a bit of a farm outside of town, he was suddenly selling meat at the local pub and whatnot. And then the, the authorities sort of went, what's going on here? They took a trip out to his farm, and in his barn, he, they found a woolly mammoth. And he was he carved it up and was, he was selling mammoths. He was carving up yeah, and selling it down the, down the boozer. That's so Russian, isn't it? That is so Russian. Rather than say, you know what, why don't I sell this to a museum who will mm. take it for about a million dollars? No, I'll sell a chunk of it to Yuri for 14 rubles. Yes, yes, yes. This is good. I like the meme, yes. yes. But unlike the shark, very difficult to make a tooth necklace out of that one. It's very difficult to get around. But you Thank can you. Take, make a tooth necklace out of that guy's girlfriend's teeth because they were on the pavement. <laughs> never know what this show's about anymore. Have we got any more calls? We've got talk one to more. Us? Dan on the Central Coast. Oh, hello, Dan. How are you going, mate? Yeah, very good indeed, mate. Already having a few laughs, as you can probably hear. We're talking about yep. the worst experiences that you've shared as a couple, mm. although that you would be forgiven for not knowing what we're talking about. Yep. Um, well, about two years ago, me and my ex-fiancee took, uh, went to ex. a Toyota dealership to test drive a brand new Hilux. Oh. I wasn't on the coast for a while, so I, when I got back, didn't realise it rained. The um, salesman told me, greatest thing you'll find, find a grass hill, creep up, it's perfect. So I did, and I got it bogged. You got the you got the car bogged? Mm. Yep. Yeah, okay. With your missus in the car? Yeah, she was next to me saying it wasn't a good idea. Then I'm like, relax, it's all good. I'll put the hubs on. Realised they were off-road tyres and had to call their dealership up. You only had it for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and the tow truck got bogged, and then yeah, I spent six months of I told you so. Yeah, I had an idea. Maybe the highlights. Yeah. Mm. So you did say. So you eventually walked, Dan? Did you or? 
Yeah, I left. Yeah. yeah. But then the thing is that you said, you know, we know Defeated. that from the start of it, you said it was your ex. But I like how you waited around for just that six months of nagging just to be sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Damn. Oh, it was Damn. fun. Dan, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to send it out to you in a fact sheet. It's a map of the Swiss Alps. <laughs> Feel free to go and take a look. <laughs> now, if you're listening on Monday, you might have heard that we tried to do a, a quiz, didn't we, Loz? We did try and do a quiz, and uh, it was a good quiz. It was Liam, my producer. <laughs> it was a good quiz. He, he invented a quiz. What was it called again? It was a spoiler alert quiz, because Game of Thrones, the new episode, one of the new season came out on Monday, and everyone was worried about spoiler alerts. Mm. Yeah. So I tried to do a spoiler alert quiz with you guys. It was boring. It, How many questions did you I, I reckon we technically we got, just got through three. I, th- I reckon you're bonusing there, mate. I reckon you got to two questions. It didn't go well. This is how it no. went on Monday. Okay. Fight Club. What's the twist Loz. in Fight Club? Lawrence, Loz. in first. She ends up in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's, sorry, $6 million baby. $6 million baby. I was going to say that, that bar of soap in Fight Club, the twist is that bar of oh. soap has actually got a piece of rope attached to it because it's been in. Okay. What? All right. Oh, the new black. I'm stuffing this quiz. <laughs> no, you're what? not. One more. I'm stopping this quiz <laughs> if you do don't behave. Yes. And Liam, you did stop the quiz. Lars, the good news is the quiz is back before six o'clock tonight. So within the next half an hour, we're going to have a second attempt at Liam's stupid quizzes. Mm-hmm. I've right. got I've got a spy inspired quiz because Peter Dutton's new Homeland Security super duper agency. Yeah. It's a spy based quiz. Okay. But now rather we, than just calling it a different name every week, why don't we have a name for our our quiz. Oh, okay. Maybe something that rhymes. Maybe something like, uh, or something that rhymes with quiz. Fizz, fizz quiz. Fizz, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, what's another word? What, that else? what else? Jazz. Rhymes. Jazz rhymes. No, jazz doesn't rhyme with quiz. You need uh, something that rhymes with quiz. Uh, like, like Liz, if jazz. you wanted to name it after the Queen. Oh, jazz. No, not jazz. No. Uh, oh, I can't think of anything. Oh, we'll need some more time to work mm. on that. Something Ian from Sutherland's got an idea for the quiz name. Ian, you there, mate? Ian. G'day, boys. How you going? Hello, mate. Great Good to have you back on the show. Oh, mate. I'm on the verge of wetting myself having you two together. <laughs> I now carry Depends in the car so I don't have an accident. That's good. But um, I think you guys need to avoid the uh, quiz fizz as much as possible when you're together. So maybe you could call the uh, the segment uh, Much Ado About Dutton. Oh. oh. It is a spy quiz. Peter That's Dutton is now the head of our spy agencies. And Much Ado About Dutton. I don't mind that at all. Sorry, can we just raise the fact Ian subtly suggested you to avoid the quiz fizz when you're together? Right. What else rhymes? Yeah. Ian, what else rhymes with quiz? We can't think of anything. Um, jazz. Ian, (laughs) you're better than that, Ian. (laughs) No, he's not. These two are not, but you're better than that. No, he is actually. Ian is urinating his own car as we speak. He's not better than us. (laughs) Merrickville here in Triple M. Great to have your company, Sydney. Just having a quick off-air conversation about. Sport and about the uh, sanctity of my marriage, actually. Yeah, actually, Liam is constantly <laughs> casting aspersions. <laughs> I didn't say a thing. You, it's not you. Not what you'd say. It's what you don't say. Exactly. He's a bad person. Hey, uh, a good thing tomorrow. Google Home launches in Sydney and around Australia. Lots. Mm. So this is the ability for uh, Google. It's like a you know um, a, the Google device. You have it in your home, and it basically just. Um, I don't know. Tells you when you need more milk. That's it. Just you know, it tells you, uh, you know, if the temperature's too low. Yep. Uh, it's a, like but, a robot. You know, 
Yeah, but I think you know maybe it's got too much information, too much reach. You know, say say you have a you know you you're having an AGB. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, after grog bog and yep. uh, Google just goes. I think you should light a match on that one, it's mate. Disgusting. Yeah, really? Yeah. Get the glint. Get a plunger. Out. Get a plunger. You're out. You're gonna need. <laughs> you're you're gonna, gonna need a stick. I mean, I, I'm Google. I don't have arms, but you're gonna need yeah. some help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if, if Google knows too much, it becomes uncomfortable, and then Google, you know, makes an algorithm out of that and, mm. and knows exactly knows too much. what you're doing. Mm, knows mm. too much about you. Um, <laughs> That's everything about you. But this this Google uh, Google Home that's launching in Australia has been uh, programmed to have some Australian responses mm. to it. Yeah, apparently it, it knows you very very well. Apparently, uh, Lawrence Mooney, there's one in your home. <laughs> True. Really? True. <laughs> We've got the audio from it. Hi, Google. I'm home. Hello, Lawrence. Have you been drinking again? Um, no. Well, just just had a. Quick drink before. Uh, hey, I'm Google. Is it paper or bottle recycling this week? Bottles, Lawrence. Hey, Google. What um, what time are the family due home tonight? They have been swimming, and they are not due home for another hour. <laughs> okay, good. Are you thinking of committing self-abuse again, Lawrence? Um, no. I just wanted to know where the um. Your wife's hand lotion is in the bedside drawer. Thank you, Google. Lawrence. Yes, Google. Would you like me to play some loud music to cover the noises? That that'd be great, Google. Thank you. As promised, uh, Lawrence Mooney and I are now going to conduct a quiz that we were unable to finish on Monday. No, uh, it has to be quiz. a new quiz because you stuffed up Monday's quiz. Why would right. you stuff it up? What we did was we made it brilliant. You... We made it better. <laughs> uh, we we tore it to pieces and we got some questions out. It was, you know, you don't have to always be right in a quiz, Liam. Yeah. Stop setting the bar too high. Yeah. He wrote, he, you know what his mistake was? He wrote mm. like 10 questions lost. Like as mm. if we were getting it past two or three. I mm. mean, you're like one of those joke. parents that demand, you know, you put too much stress on the children and mm. eventually they have a breakdown. And look what you've created. <laughs> you know what, once, you know what, what Liam once look said Look what to you've me? created. You know that, dad. Pa- yeah. You know that parental pressure that he puts on people? You know, sometimes mm. he does it to me, Lars. He once said to me, he said, I, want, I wish that you were a nine-year-old Asian girl playing the violin. <laughs> yeah. So he said to me, I, Lars, I was so heartbroken. He's done that cosplay with me too. And, um... <laughs> this is what happened Monday. Fight Club. What's the twist Loz. in Fight Club? Lawrence, Loz. in first. She ends up in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, no, that's, sorry, $6 million baby. <laughs> Million. <laughs> million dollar baby. I was going to say that, that bar of soap in Fight Club, the twist is that bar of oh. soap has actually got a piece of rope attached to it because it's been in. Okay. Well, All right. Is the new Blake. I'm stuffing this quiz. No, you're What's... not. One more. All right, one stop... more. It's, we'll right. say well, it's what one more. Liam, I'm stopping this quiz <laughs> if you do, don't behave. <laughs> So we're going to try again. All right. We've got okay. a new... We've got a, today? In fact, uh, our, our audio producer, Maddie's even made a little um, opener. Right. This is Merrickville's Quiz Fizz. Oh, Quiz Fizz. That's a word that rhymes yeah. with... He was going to call quiz. it Jazz Fizz, but Jazz Jazz. Quiz, but mm. So this quiz has been inspired by the announcement jazz that uh, Peter Dutton's new Super Duper Homeland Agency... Uh, mm. Is coming, so yep. I wanted to see whether you guys might be capable of uh, being a part of the new agency okay. and put you to the test um, on the spy front. So I'm going to give you Ooh. 
I'm going to give you a word at a time. Snowdropper. What? Nothing. Okay. That's, his, that's, his, that's, that's your spy name. That's your code operation name, is it? Snowdropper. Is that that's your code name. That's my conviction. Okay. Glory hole. <laughs> we have not even that's started. That's my spy name. Okay. Snowdropper and glory hole. You're licensed to kill. <laughs> Okay. All right. I'm going to give you a word, a spy terminology, a piece of spy terminology. I need you to explain to me what that word means in the spy world, okay? All right. All right. uh, right. Names, buzzers. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to go one at a time. All right. Agent. Snowdropper. Uh, we buzz in with it using our own. Names. All right. Okay. Here's the okay. word. Backstop. Laws. Yes, Lawrence. No, no. Sorry. Oh, use your name as a buzzer. Glory hole. Okay. Yes, Agent Lawrence. <laughs> no, say my name. <laughs> say it, Liam. Agent. <laughs> Agent. Glory. Glory. Last what, what is? What is? <laughs> What is backstop? What does backstop mean in the spy world? Uh, you've been on a long mission uh, throughout Southeast Asia and you've got a tummy bug. <laughs> no. And you have some lomital. No. no. Lomital. Okay, it's, uh, this is, this is a, an arrangement made to make sure a spy's cover isn't blown. It's uh, oh. to support their alibi. All right, Just next their one. cover? <laughs> next one, here we go. Brush contact. What does brush contact mean in the spy world? Snowdropper. Yes, yeah, snowdropper. It's somebody that you go and have a very brief uh, interlude with, maybe to exchange information or fluids. <laughs> no, I wish. In my defence, I meant In to the press 70s. the t- brush. Brush contact. What is it? Brush what? Brush contact. Okay. Brush contact. Yeah. I, except for it's the a, last. It's undercover an orgy in the seventies. <laughs> I don't want to do the next one. Okay. Do it! We've got to get the quiz. In the spy world, what does in the gap mean? Glory hole. (laughs) Exactly. That's correct. (laughs) No, it means... That's my name and the answer. (laughs) No, it means... I know what it means. In the gap means that you've... You've disappeared off the, the radar. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It means that there are no eyeballs, cameras, or microphones pointed in the direction um, if you're having a conversation. Okay, so Ooh. technically, we've both got one correct each. All right, so All you right. Want, do you want to make this the tiebreaker? I think yes. it's going to have to be because okay. I just know that Good tomorrow... Good luck, Snowdropper. Uh, <laughs> Good luck to you, Glory Hole. I'm already nervous about this next one. <clears throat> in the spy world, what does Jack in the Box mean? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. There's so many things that can't be said on radio. Jack in the box. Okay, this is like when... Like kid's This toy. is when a like spy... A this is when a spy has been captured, uh, but the spy was prepared for the capturing, and they've, of course, uh, they were caught outdoors in the rain. They were wearing a raincoat, uh, and they were wearing a helmet, but they've been put inside a box, inside a facility... They've been stored in that facility. The jack is in the box. They're mm. stored in that facility wearing their raincoat if, they, if they've been wise because they've got to 
take precautions uh, and they've got a helmet on and they're in that box <laughs> in that prison and that's where they're being contained for around about two and a half to three minutes. No. Yep. Well, you stuff this quiz up too. That's not what it is. Oh, what about, is it? No, uh, we've got 20 you're seconds. You're hiding and someone sings half a pound of tuppany, rice, half a pound of treacle and you come out all guns blazing. Goodbye, Lawrence. Can you please refer to me by my code name? <laughs> yes. Goodbye, Glory Hall. Thank you for visiting Merrickville. If you missed anything during this day, subscribe to the Merrickville podcast on iTunes or with your favourite Android app, 104.9 Triple